Welcome once again to Cult Following, the film podcast brought to you by a crew of film loving chuds here in the wastelands oh, yeah. of Tempe, Arizona. I am one of your four hosts for this journey into cinematic depravity, Victor Marino, along with Joshua T. Rude. I'm a sea leprechaun. Yar. <laughs> Yar. Kirby Nelson. And Jasperino. Guess who's back? Making back his again. triumphant return. Jasper, we're so glad to have you back, dude. It's good to you. be back. Good to be back. Yes. We got that rash all cleared up and everything. Good, yeah. good. I Penicillin think, is a wonderful thing. I didn't think you were going to talk about it. I was just going to say, was yeah. that yeah. the uh, two trail park girls go around the outside? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. One of them was a dude, I think. Yeah. Just but so you know, the it. Fantastic Four get back together just as soon as the weather of Arizona turns us all into human torches. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, seriously. Look at that. You know, like, I've got, like, my, uh, my, I, I've got an iPhone, I don't know if anybody else does, but it kind of has that me- metallic material. I swear, if I just take it outside for a second, it becomes red hot. Like, yeah. it's unbelievable. It was last week I got my first uh, temperature warning, your phone is too hot. <laughs> right. And I've told people about that in other states. That, your iPhone doesn't do that, does right. it? I'm like, uh, yeah, it does. It was so funny. I was, uh, you know, because I work on the phones, and one of my coworkers, he was on the uh, on the line with a customer in Canada, and um, they said, uh, "Oh, you're down in Arizona. We hear it's really hot down there. How hot is it today?" And he goes, "120 degrees." And there was just silence. <laughs> like, they didn't say anything. No, like, like, no seriously. How hot is it? <laughs> yeah. And like, I was like, what? You know, and then she goes, are you okay? <laughs> We're not okay, though, guys. Like, I'm not okay. This here's is a little, uh Here's a little TMI, as you know. Jasperino and the Lady Belladonna, the mistress of all things dark and macabre. We live in a missile silo in the uh, outlands of Arizona. You can follow our exploits. On the House Freaks podcast. Anywho, nice we don't. Plug. We uh, we <laughs> yeah. for real IRL in real life do not have air conditioning at our house. Oh my god! And we have not had air conditioning at our house for about four years. The air conditioner broke and it just was not fixable, was not replaceable. And we use window units, we use uh, space coolers, whatever we can do to keep cool. And uh, I think it's really toughened our skin a little bit. But this year, it's been a little more brutal. I will give you some TMI. We have taken to keeping our deodorant in the refrigerator. Wow. Because so it doesn't it, melt. Because it melted. Yeah. We literally have it in the fridge now, which feels really good. and wakes you up, and the first thing in the morning, you're like, woohoo. No, I discovered this uh, the first year I moved here. I left uh, one of my grocery bags outside that had like my deodorant. In. Uh-huh. I went to get it in the morning, and literally it was, the bag was yeah. it melted. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Um, so seriously though, Jasper, you're telling me, um, genuinely that you have no air conditioning. Yeah. That's how we roll. We're badass. Wow, man. That's That's insane. You find a lot of weird ways to cope with it. Like we keep squirt bottles right. close by and I, uh, if you watch Dr. Who, we're like, uh, what was that chick's name that was stretched out? Uh, Claudine or not Claudine, uh-huh. uh, if you guys are Doctor Who fans, you know what I'm talking about. The big piece of skin with the face on it from the David Tennant years uh, that they kept misting down to keep her moist. Oh, I remember that. So uh, That sounds delicious. So, yeah, Thank that's, you so much. Absolutely, man. <laughs> this is the process we use to make beef jerky. Mist her down to keep her moist. Yeah. I just like how you describe it as a missile silo, and for some reason the first thing that pops in my head is 13 Cloverfield Lane. Uh-huh. Nice. Or, 
Well, 11 would, Cloverfield Lane, whatever no, the fuck it's called. 13, 10, 10, 10, 10 Cloverfield Lane, that's it. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I'm numerically oh, that's, confused. That's sequel. I just kind of think of Jasper dancing at a jukebox, right? Just but more risky business style. So, I mean, it's TMI nice. for everybody else, too. If I don't helps, know why I'm thinking that. If it helps, I think about Kirby while I'm misting myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no wonder now, that's not too much of TMI. That's at least just you know, wonderful. I thought you were going to say, when I said missile soil, you thought of King Missile. There is no detachable penis that I was thinking about, but maybe. Here's a fun fact. I know this isn't on topic, but. um, Nothing ever is. The beginning beginning of that song for that uh, detachable penis for King Missile. If you guys remember P.O.D., the Christian rock band that was big for a little while. Who doesn't remember? They are actually playing here in Arizona with Alien Ant Farm and Send Dog from Cypress Hill's new band. Are they playing at that courtyard at Tempe Marketplace? No, that's what I was going to say. (laughs) No, no. they're playing at the courtyard at the apartment (laughs) complex on the street. They're playing at Courtyard by Marriott. That that would have been 2001's Concert of the Year. But anyway, uh, the P.O.D. song, Here to Rock the Party All Night Long or whatever it was called, they actually stole the be- the beginning is exactly the same as detachable penis. Wow! Bum, 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 yeah, bum, 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 yeah. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you're getting neighbor. a lot of pop cultural ephemera in this yes, first you are. stuff. Yeah. Jasperino's taking you to Southtown there. So. That's right. 90s forever, man. Yep. But yeah. I actually did go to the marquee uh, uh, a couple days ago to see um, Morbid Angel and Suffocation. Nice. It was on Tuesday. It was the 122 degree day. Wow. And the bands were just like dying. They just could not believe it. I was, I'm like, you're from Atlanta and Florida. This isn't exactly like that far off. Yeah. But um, it with no humidity, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they, um, yeah, it was, um, the marquee has been renovated. If you haven't been there in a few, Ooh. it's really weird. I mean, it's really nice because it's, um, it is super cool. Uh, in there, the air conditioning is excellent, but um, and that and only like 175 people probably show up to that show <laughs> yeah. for a thousand capacity. Did venue. they have the big black curtain up? Yes, it did yeah. actually. Yeah. Well, interesting too is bought tickets for another show. Uh, my guitarist and I uh, at a later date this year, and it's one of the first times it had the option for the um, uh, balcony seating yeah. and standing. Oh, wow. So I, I had like I had no idea. So it's like just. Rough estimate. I think the tickets were about thirty or forty bucks just for general admission. So if you wanted a balcony standing, it was fifty five or something like that. And then if you wanted seeing, it was seventy. And I'm going seventy dollars to sit at a cocktail table. Well, that's the thing, man. You're paying more money to be further away. I've never understood that at all. There's no point in it, man. I mean, I guess some people, they want to be away from the crowds. Like, they still want to see a concert. Well, like, I'm going to see Iron Maiden next week, and that's a band I want to sit down. I'm getting fucking old. I do not want to sit there for the rhyme of the Ancient Mariner for 11 and a half minutes just staying going. The only time that that gets cool is if you're going somewhere and you get, like, the company that you're going with got the suite. Uh-huh. And you're getting the free food and the free drinks. That's sure. the only time that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you're farther away, but you're getting all the free shit. Well, it's a different experience for sure. I mean, but I guess what, to bring it back to topic sort of in a way, I mean, it's kind of like uh, the difference between uh, going to a movie theater and one of these uh, new dine-in cinemas. Right, right. That are all the rage. Yeah, which, I, you know, it affects everything because I always get uh, emails and messages like, Oh, do you guys serve beer 
at your screenings. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, but at the same time, I kind of think uh, for some shows, you want to have that kind of standing. Yeah, we'd like the to crowd experience. And like uh-huh. with some movies, it's just good to just sit there so you can nod off because they're just not that good. We don't need to fuel the MST3K, so <laughs> yeah. probably not. Right. I can tell you years ago, um, yeah, there's an AMC theater right in the middle of a Tempe, which is where we do all of our events. And um, it used to be a community theater called a Madcap. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, there used to be one of the programmers there for a while was doing a lot of screenings of the room. And one night they got Paps Blue Ribbon to sponsor. Oh, yeah. So if you guys don't know about the room, it was like, you know, the Rocky you see horror. Time you part. <laughs> the Rocky horror of the early 2000s, pretty yeah, much. Romantic dramedies. Yeah, wow. you know, it, it, it caught on pretty hard for, I would say, about five, six years. Sure. Yeah. And uh, what ends up happening is it's a bad movie, so people start doing shout-outs like they do. It's not bad. Board. What are you talking about? The room is awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, it's terrible. It's it's pretty bad. <laughs> and even terrible. one of our friends is even in Yeah, there. yeah, for sure. And still, we all acknowledge <laughs> I mean, he, know, he understands yeah, that's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, but, but, it's, but, but, but as we talked about before, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's not just bad as in, like, this movie is terrible yeah. and unwatchable. Like, it's incredibly watchable. And that's, that's the only way to watch it, is to watch it with the crowd at that point. Right. You know, because everybody's making it funnier. It's totally. like you're watching a really bad SNL skit and trying to improve it yeah, yeah. through improvisation. So, you know, and it caught on. It, it had its own crowd out here. But this one night. Was this the one where you were Tommy Wiseau's chauffeur? No, 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 no. Okay, I just wanted this to make sure. This was the night that uh, every Ooh. drunk bro on Mill Avenue oh, decided Lord. to come to Mill to see the room because there were uh, $2 PBRs. Oh, wow. So literally it got from like comments about like, you know, there's a part where they're all like, you know, pulling uh, loaves of French bread out and everyone's going carbs, <laughs> carbs, carbs to dudes going, dude, that bitch is ugly. Her tits are lopsided. Oh, Come on, laugh. Hilarious, bro. Oh, so hilarious. So hilarious that get half it. the crowd walked out. <laughs> get it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Get yeah, it. That's, that's how you know. Why didn't they do something about them? You know, because they were out, afraid man. to lose their money. And that's that's <sighs> what it is. That, that's one of the things that, like, you have to have effective managers in those mm-hmm. kind of situations. Yeah. You know, and in that case, it was not an effective management. They were more worried about getting the five bucks for the ticket or whatever. Uh-huh. Like, let them do what they want. Yeah. Not cool. Well, not cool. yeah, that was, I mean, there really wasn't much regulation on any of those shows in the madcap days. And overall, it wasn't too bad, but you see, PBR, I wouldn't lure, that's not like luring bros. I was surprised you didn't catch all the hipsters. That's <laughs> right. like well, this was literal like, bait. This was like, not like in 2010. This was like, you know, two, 2000, like, you know, it's like 2007. I just remember the one I came back, I literally had just landed from South America. I just got home and I went down because of, uh, buddy Zach had a print. One of the only prints that has ever existed complete of Sleepaway Camp. And mm. I went down to see it. This is Which 2010. Which is in the ad for now. It's yeah. in the American. That print is. Yeah, but 2010. And I and he did two screens. It was supposed to be like 8 and 10. And he just decided not to do the second screening. I was like, you motherfucker. I just flew, flew like 16 hours home. I just oh, want to go wow. to sleep. And he didn't even show it. But the... um. 
But the room was showing with Tommy Wiseau. I think that <laughs> was the one where you the chauffeur. That yeah. was like September 2010. And uh, I just remember like mean Tommy Wiseau. It's the first time. And he's just, I am so jet lagged out of my mind. And we're just taking these pictures like crossing dick lightsabers basically yeah. like with sunglasses like screaming at each other and yeah it's memorable but you know that was when you realize yeah that the shark had been jumped like it was over i i yeah i hung out with him like that whole weekend and socially one time we went to san Diego comic-con we were like he ended up with our group um he never breaks character it's pretty that's, impressive that's incredible I mean, and it is a character, because, like... But, I mean, he yeah. still, like, has an accent and everything, right? It's no, not that it, much of a character, right? To a certain degree, it is, but, like, he's just putting on the persona sure. everybody wants to see. I mean, to be fair, I know people in just yeah. everyday life who are like that. You know, it's like you can tell they're just putting on this affectation because this is what people expect yeah. them to be, you know? Um, so, but that's that's fascinating, man. Yeah. <laughs> I would love, but I I think, would love I mean, to hang out with them. The whole, uh... Like alcohol, food, <laughs> dining, and all that. I mean, one, you have the the rise of the quality of home media, the diversity of it, and then you know you have the communal experience of the theater, and people are demanding more. I mean, people oh, want to sure. go to a theater; they want to have um, a lot of people the higher end experience, obviously of of fine cuisine and and alcohol, and and you want to turn dinner in a movie becomes one thing i mean it's mm-hmm. still like the ultimate date night thing for a lot of people it makes but I, sense yeah because, but i think uh, you know they want to give you something you can't get at home right yeah exactly but for me it's like you know with a lot of them i'm personally not a fan i don't go to any of the dinner theater shows because i just can't stand all the m- movement and motion because i go to the movie to see the movie yeah. and the other part is just honestly like when people ask me about theaters i mean i love going to like a lot of the dollar theaters uh-huh. but the only theater i go to right now is actually the amc center point because i'm paying four dollars on average to go see a movie and this is not to disparage any other local theaters because i frequent them all at least at one time or another but for me it's four bucks for a matinee at four or five dollars i'm sitting in a reclining i was seat, gonna say in the seats are better. which is number <laughs> one for me because AMC Center Point does have the best reclining seats in the And then they have the uh the really? what do you call them? Yeah, the for the, sure. the multi drink coke machines, the icy machine. The freestyle. Yeah, and then I have the AMC Stubs, which has paid for itself like twenty times over. I think I've already seen like thirty or forty movies there this year. Right. And wow. I mean it is yeah, it's complete and I really don't go to many movies or I feel like I don't. So I mean it's just for me, you know, you can still get I mean, all theaters I think are now doing um, pretty heavy, diverse menus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sure as hell wasn't like when I was working in the theater 20 years ago. I remember we took my friend's nine-month pregnant wife one time and ended up dropping about 60 bucks. Right. Because, I mean, it was, I imagine, pretty appealing, like, <laughs> the diversity of food. But right. yeah. I don't know. I just, the, the, the dining experience especially i went to the esplanade the one one time yeah that That's actually really uses the actual like um dinner plates yeah. and silverware clank, and the clank clank, clank oh. is yeah, just totally. too much for yeah. me i can tell you like it, there's no way to avoid that i mean like most of these places you either have to start eating before the movie starts which is almost impossible mm-hmm. um we went to go see the uh, bad batch on sunday at uh-huh. the alamo draft house and they serve you food there, and 
Uh, the only way I can kind of describe it is dog bowls. Yeah, it's like little buckets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And, like, you know, I order just, like, a burger and fries, but then they give you the squeeze bottle ketchup. Sure. Where you got to rip with your teeth. Right. And you rip, you know, you're going to get that shit on you. There's yeah. no... You know, and there's Packets a lot. Packets or like the bottle. It's, it's like a bowl. little squeeze bottle. You can yeah. rip one part of it to dip, or do it, or rip the yeah. front. Well, I thought you were talking like the tomato butthole, and you were just trying to not <laughs> let out too many. What? Yeah. Are you t- what? I don't know. You understand. know, like the squeeze ball when it you know, farts. Guys. You know, what I'm talking about. No, yeah. yeah. When you're at the very end, no, it's, it's a little butthole. thing. Just saying. Right. Yeah. Hey, that was my junior high yeah. band. I'm just trying it. to carry on the legacy. Hey, tomato butthole? Tomato butthole forever, man. Sure? Actually, we were a kid and fart, but that's okay. <laughs> that's that's, yeah, the, that's beyond thing. the did you guys? Did you guys know in Amsterdam, you can walk to the movie theater and buy a beer? <laughs> and I'm not talking about a little paper cup. I'm talking a glass of beer. <laughs> and it's called tomato butthole. Sorry, it I couldn't it's help it. It's a specialty. <laughs> um, no, yeah. you can't avoid it, generally. You dig it the most. But I mean, people. I just also... I mean, it blows me away, though, at the same time that, like, how Harkin stays in business, personally, to me, with the amount of... I mean, you have less seats now in yeah. the theaters, but, I mean, I personally, like... They have more auditoriums. I was going to say locations. There's more Harkins. They have really good locations. I'm just shocked they haven't... Just upgrading the seats, to me, is number one. I know you lose your revenue with that, yeah. because you can't have as many seats, obviously. And it's a costly upgrade, but I'll I be just... honest with you. We go to Harkins mostly because it's like two miles from our house. Convenience, and yeah, yeah. We, you know, oh, AMC's man. further away, and there's not as many of them. I go to Harkins because they got the cheese stuff for the popcorn, man. <laughs> like I'm telling you, that's like a big selling point because you go to to AMC and they charge you, and it's like, how dare you charge for this when Harkins has bottles of it for yeah. free? You know, I mean, don't no, I can't, I can't. No. I, I will get onto a tirade well, about AMC. Th- th- that's the it. whole thing. There's always different things that get us into a movie theater. I know for me, like a lot of it just comes down to the seats. I actually don't really like popcorn. Yeah, that's one of those mm-hmm. things I've learned to put up with as a mm-hmm. movie fan. But I don't like the way it smells. Interesting. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's that's rough. <laughs> you know, I mean, for what you do. Um, yeah, but like, yeah. it's just weird that like, you know, if I go to theater and like the smell of popcorn is actually decent, I'm yeah. like, whoa, I'm pleasantly surprised. Jesus, you sound like a kid with a peanut <laughs> allergy or something. Like, I just can't do <laughs> no, it. You know I, there's, the... Everybody has different right. things. And... You know what the biggest thing that makes me go to a theater, honestly, is the audience. Um, you know, it's what type of audience is generally at this theater. There's certain theaters I can go to where I just know that every time I go there, there's going to be some little, you know, kid that's screaming and uh, crying, yeah. or there's going to be people talking, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you just know that nine times out of ten, that's what you're going to get. I really like Tempe Marketplace. Like, for some reason it's just i always seem to have really good audiences there that are really respectful and i mean it's kind of a college theater so you wouldn't necessarily expect that but like i went and saw it comes at night there which is an incredibly quiet film you know like it's it's you can hear a pin drop through a ton of that film and like everybody was just super super quiet i mean there was definitely an exclamation at the end of the film about how people you know had opinions and stuff but during the film, completely quiet. So that's why I like to go. Wow! There. I wish my experience at Tempe Marketplace of the Witch had been like that. Really? Yeah, <laughs> that dude. was that was well, not that's it. What's the, that's it was the for thing. me. That's where I saw it too. For the longest time, I hated like Tempe Marketplace, and that's why initially I started going to the Center Point. Right. Because almost every screening I would go to, it would be like people kicking. Or yeah, it's annoying. Man. On their cell phones, I have to say, one of the things I do like about all the press screenings. I you mm-hmm. know 
we go to is people don't pull out their cell phones. Yeah, seriously. It's true. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this makes me so happy. Well, I just, with people with their cell phones, I don't mind if I see it for a second. Like, I know people are checking the time or whatever their message is, as long as it doesn't distract me, especially in, like, a brighter lit film. Yeah. But I swear to God, like, at this point in time, I'm like, are you a doctor or a lawyer? Is there some emergency yeah, that yeah, yeah. you have to get Come to? On. No, you're a fucking girl on Twitter. Get the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah. Like, I'm so sick of that. Like, right. I have to check everything every time. And the one or two instances where I've actually had somebody on their phone, oh like, talking. Wow. And I'm just going, why would you even come to a movie theater? Like, what's the point? It was funny. When I was in Transformers um, earlier this week, which was not uh, – was not I was not there as press. It was not a press screening. I just got like a regular GoFobo pass and had to wait for three hours and everything. But they had like the people there and they were very clear about no cell phones, no cell phones, no cell phones, right? So like I had my cell phone in my pocket and it was like blowing up. Like I was getting all these text messages and like four people called me. I'm like, well, I hope there's not an emergency happening, but I'm not going to pull out my cell phone right now. You know, it's like just people need to show some restraint. It's okay. You know, that's part of the reason I like going to see movies in the theaters in the first place is no distractions. I yeah. know, um, different people might be different about this kind of thing, but I'm like, I'm like real bad about my phone. Like, I mean, I'll be the first to admit it. Like I've got so a problem, I. you know, like when I'm watching something at home, like even if there's nothing, even if there's no notifications, I can't, you know, I'll go 10 minutes and I'll start looking at my phone. But again. that's why I go to the theater is right. so I don't have distractions. That's exactly it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I will say in stark contract to Josh, my least favorite thing about the movie going experience is the audience. Right. Just because I hate people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, no, uh, no, no. I like the, the quieter the audience, the better. Unless it's like a really engaged audience and like people are laughing in the right places and stuff like that. Like my ideal theater going experience is. Nobody. You know, Tuesday oh, yeah. at, at, at exactly. 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m., you're the only person in the theater. You sit exactly in the center on the row with the bars where you can put your feet up, like, and you're the only person in the theater. That's the ideal. That was a great thing. Like, uh, I work for the man now, but for a few years I was self-employed, and that was the coolest thing about being self-employed was going to the movies at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Wednesday right. when something just came out. And you can just check it out, and there's nobody there. Oh, but it's the eleven amazing. really? I find the eleven o'clock in the morning showing is the one where all the old people go to. Like every every time I've gone to like the first yeah, showing, but the movies I go to, there's not a lot of old people. Good point. Going yeah, to, it's a uh, half and half because then a you lot, also yeah. a Serbian film or you also a lot of times it varies. Yeah, a Serbian yeah. film is popular with the octogenarians. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's be fair. Well, you also start getting the people though that like need friends. And I don't mean that in the way like Josh was talking about, where it's like, hey, it's nice to meet you, Matt. It's nice to meet somebody like mine. It's right. like, I don't want to fucking talk to you. I don't want to talk to you <laughs> oh, ever. Oh, my least favorite thing is when you're in a theater and there's like three other people there uh-huh. and the, the entire theater is empty. It's huge. And they decide to sit right next right to you. The same freaking row. Like what is exactly. going on with that? That's like that's like breaking the like the urinal rule in the bathroom. True, right? You know? So it's I was like, just gonna say every other one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's like the thing. Or then they just start talking out loud, like musing. Right, right. Or or just like, like you you've know, seen the comic book. For, or you read the comic book for this? <laughs> yeah. Just um, ignore them. That's the great. Now that's the great part of me. A cell phone oh. or a movie theater. That's like being on the light rail or whatever. Let, let me share with you an an, an anecdote <laughs> from the far flung past. <laughs> um, so I had gone to see X Men Three: The Last Stand. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so I think if you're if you know anything about comic book movies, you'll get that the big deal around X Men Three at the time 
which came out in 2006, was Brian Singer had done, uh, you know, X-Men in 1999 and uh, X2, X-Men United, and I think it was... Uh, 03. Or, yeah, uh, yeah 03. O- 03 or 02. You're, you're not about I to speak ill of Brett Ratner, are you? I mean, And he left to go do uh, Superman Returns, right. you know, which at the time had a glorious trailer. Yeah. But so did X-Men 3, X-Men United. <laughs> if you want to see two of the best trailers ever, right. watch the trailers for Superman Returns and X-Men 3, The Last Stand. You'll be like, oh my god, these are like modern day epics. Those trailers sure are. <laughs> Those trailers sure are. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of fan backlash because they'd been setting up, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga right. in the movies for like the past two. And it was going to be the big end of the trilogy. So, but then Brett Ratner, who I actually have no big qualms with him. Sure. He, he's okay, one of those good, guys who good. steps in Except and finishes his possible uh, molestation issues that oh, he's got. Jesus, really? Oh, I'm not familiar. Oh yeah, with those. he's got a he's got well, a long running yeah. accused <laughs> yeah. list. Yes, steer away from that hard. You know, just he's you know. a guy who can make movies quick and on the cheap. You know, the right, Shanghai right. Nights movies make sure. lots of money. Whatever. Um. So I was still excited just to see the movie, you know, I'm like, you know what, I, I like the trailer, maybe it'll be that good, you know, I like Juggernaut, you know, hopefully it'll, <laughs> you know, I won't get into that, but <laughs> I sat there, watched this movie, it was in California, I think it was, like, Gone Home for the Summer, and, uh, you know, these, uh, you know, stereotypical nerds, uh-huh. not the fake geek girls or whatnot uh-huh. type you know, the old school comic nerds. Real nerds. Yeah, comic book guys. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they all decided to sit right by me for no fucking reason. You know? How did they smell? Oh, jeez. You know how they smell. <laughs> I know the answer yeah. to that question. <laughs> so I'm watching the movie, and I watch movies like quietly, except for like, you know, if something big happens, I usually do react like, <gasps> or something like that, right? Right. And, uh, you know, these people were talking to themselves the entire time. Ruined the whole experience for me. Well, they, were they talking to each other? They were talking to each other okay, to good. cite anecdotes. Like, they were the Stanley editorial box. <laughs> like, oh, in case you didn't know, he's he's not really a mutant. He's powered by, uh, oh my God. you know, uh shard or something and that's how juggernaut has his powers so that's all wrong it's the jewel of sidorak it's like uh that doesn't look like psylocke is that supposed to be psylocke like that (laughs) kind of stuff right but then they would cheer when things happened and then after a while they just kept cheering and cheering then the movie ends i get up well that was the worst waste of two hours of my life ever. Oh, uh, I like how you use the comic book I guy was totally voice. Just, just that. like oh, I'm so painting kinda... a picture with my voice, right? You know, because you can picture exactly what they look like, and they did look <laughs> like that, right? You know, and I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, you assholes have been nitpicking or <laughs> cheering the entire time. There's no middle ground, and right. then you're just like, Ugh, I can't believe they expect the fans to get behind this uh, and it's like you know if this was today those people they all would have sat in far off far flung off corners and would have been texting that to each other yeah. or posting it on facebook Ang- angrily tweeting about yes. it. yes right 
Oh, and before I'm deposed in a defamation <laughs> lawsuit, I just want to clarify, it is uh, Brett Rander's more considered the general scumbag that he's just kind of like the Wilmer Valderrama of uh, okay. the Simac world. It's Brian Singer, actually, who's been accused of oh, drugging and raping, wow. um, I think, one or two people. So, wow. okay. yeah. So, right, good, but good. it does tie into the X-Men. So I didn't know I was way. right yeah, on that one. Go. Yeah. So, go. yes, that was it. All right, all right. So that's been, and that's date. allegedly again, allegedly. just to yeah. protect yes. my. But uh, I'm just saying, there's always been downsides to theater yes. experience. Yes, you know, because like I remember when I went to go see Mimic in the theaters, or uh, or no, no, and, and uh, I still know what you did last summer, uh-huh. and you're there. It's like, oh no, Buffy. Don't go up in there. They're going to kill you, Buffy. Why Why you think I go to the Harkins Chris Town all the time? Like, oh, that's the sole reason. Uh, Except, which is where I saw Transformers, but, but by the way. But it's kind of like uh, Joshua said. The risk you run, though, going to Chris Town, a few of the other ones, is uh, you're thinking, well, hey, this is a hard R. No one's going to bring their kids. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, right. So I have seen Hostel oh, with numerous God. toddlers. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, there's been some bad movies. We had I've... the, the woman's shit. So, you know, Deadpool. That was a ton when, of kids. When you, get, uh, when you get those passes, um, and I get, you know, we could probably pivot into like just talking a little bit about Transformers here. Um, I believe the embargo is up on that, so I think we're good. Um, and uh, so what happened, right, is in that um, – so, you know, when you get those passes from GoFobo, right, they've got your name on it, and it's like you and one other person, okay? And so these people that were in line, and luckily they were in line right behind me, um, but she just reprinted the same pass four times, and it had no name on it, and she was bringing her entire family of eight there, um, you know, and... Wow. Um, yeah, and uh, they let it fly. They were just, what? yeah, that's cool, yeah, whatever. You know, well, first of all, the woman's like, um, you know, yeah, you know, no, you're not supposed to do that, you know, blah, 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 up front. But then they just didn't even look at the name. So, um, you know, so, but it was that theater, that was an incredibly interesting experience because um, it was like, I would say probably 70% children. Um, and oh, then, God. Um, you know, if not a little bit higher percentage, honestly. Um, and then, um, they, uh, they, they, but it was cool. I mean, you know, and, and I try to stop being get off my lawn about it when it comes to things. Look, I understand what I'm getting into when I go to Chris town. Okay. Like I understand, <laughs> like I made the decision to go to Chris town. I didn't do that out of ignorance. Like I did that knowing what I was going to get. And I shouldn't go into that neighborhood expecting that neighbor did not be that neighborhood, that neighborhood <laughs> being, being that theater, you know, and I know exactly yeah. what happens there. And so, you know, really though, the kids were having a great time and everything, but it was really bizarre. They had a uh, a photo booth set up like so right in front like they had just like this whole with a like lighting set up and everything and they had like you know the families coming and getting pictures and as far as i could see it didn't have much to do with transformers it was just some photo company trying to shill their you know photos and everything but they were doing a few free pictures for everybody and they were giving out transformers gear and at like one point i went outside to get um some popcorn i came back and everybody was like just chanting transformers transformers um, wow. But this was on Monday. It was incredibly hot. Um, it was hot in the <laughs> theater, um, you know, and um, and it's like elbow to elbow. Like, you know, you just like just people everywhere, no buffer seats, no room to move or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, so that was interesting. And just not on Transformers, guys, don't do it. Just don't do it this time. <laughs> so what are you saying with all those kids? 
Isn't this another two hour and twenty minute oh, Michael 20 Bay minute? thing? Oh, oh, Every Transformers oh, movie is like three hours Kirby, long. Oh, uh, Kirby, yeah. two hours and twenty minutes. I would have given my left foot for it to be only two <laughs> hours and twenty saying, minutes. I'm just saying. I don't remember. Okay? It's two hours and twenty nine minutes. And if you don't think that extra nine minutes counts, you don't know Transformers uh, the last night. Okay. I mean, the, the thing about it is, is that these movies are consistently long. Um, and there is a, you know, I I did write about it on uh, cultfollowing.co, so you can check that out. I think that you would get a kick out of it if you haven't seen that piece go check it out on cult follow um but you know look the the thing is is uh this film is uh, it's really really bad like it's bad for a transformers movie you know and that's the thing because i mean i'll say and i'll be the first to admit like a lot of people are like oh transformers are all terrible like i think that there are definitely different levels of of quality amongst the transformers films um i actually kind of like dark of the moon like not even just don't think it's terrible i actually kind of like the movie um i went and saw age of extinction and kind of liked that movie too i mean it has tj miller in it a transformium like i mean it's just like the right level of there's just so, there's so much in those movies it doesn't make any sense oh sure to me. dude yeah. like if you try to pull the string of a transformers movie it's like a domino chain <laughs> that like destroys all of them oh yeah because you know they have this weird continuity going on with them that seems to be like span like decade no centuries right but even from the time shia labeouf to where they are now it's been like at least 30 years in their time. <laughs> the way, wait, you haven't seen Transformers, have you? What are you talking have about? You, did you see the newest one yet? No. Okay. Don't you know Transformers age at a different rate There's this, like, Sir Anthony Hopkins talks about the line of the Wit Wiccans. And, like, and, you know, of course, like, Sam Witwicky, you know, since you brought yeah. up Shia oh LaBeouf. And they're all, like, people of the Wit Wiccans. And, like, literally Oh, every... I think you're saying, like, line of the Wiccans. Like, oh, this turned into, yeah. like, Halloween 3 wait, season wait, of the Witch. So like, yeah. like we created Mark the... Wahlberg, like, Shia LaBeouf's son or something? He's related to him. He's one of oh the... I believe he's... No, no, no. No, he's not. I think the the girl in it it's i don't know it's really hard to make any sense of it i do know that um <laughs> i think i yeah no she's related to sam witwicky is what it is so the main girl who looks a lot like a young angelina jolie she's part of the witwicken clan or whatever <laughs> okay um, and uh and they've got like a, a a thing they've got a wall in there where like leonardo da vinci and albert einstein and like oh. literally everybody important throughout history was part of the witwickens and then they go and they show like uh shia labeouf there um and he's also a Wit Wiccan, and it just shows him looking really dumb. Oh um, God! And, yeah, like, dude, just you talking about this makes me going. Oh, I'd love to exactly. put up. A, I'd love to put up a Transformers time film timeline <laughs> on Cult Foyne, but I'd rather cut my own dick off. Right, right. like right. literally. I have a, I have a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, real quick. Yeah. First off, they're not about Transformers because I watched the first movie <laughs> and about forty minutes of the second one, and then I was done with the entire franchise. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, actually, I was done with the franchise. In the first movie, as I was sitting in the movie theater when Optimus Prime went, my bad, I <laughs> literally in my head went, I'm done. I'm done with all of this. So <laughs> Here's what I want to know about. Yeah. Because um, I'm curious. Did, have, did you grow up here by chance? I don't know. I did. Born okay. and raised. Does Chris Down still have the badass hallway with all the lights on the ceiling and everything? Um, the no, 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 um, no, not with so. Because here's well, here's the thing. When I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Chris Town was like before, uh, before the um, what was the big one that opened on Camelback? The center, uh, Cine Capri, Cine Capri. Oh. Before Cine Capri Pour got here, out. before Cine Capri got here, yeah. 
Chris Town was the premier movie theater yeah. in well, the valley. You had like, two movie two movie theaters at Chris Town. You had yeah. Mans, you had Mans Chris Town Five. Yep. And then you also had the United Artists, which was inside UA. the mall. Yep. Right. So um you The know, Mall. Yeah. There's the air Town quotations mall, yeah. for you there. Well that was the thing. Chris Town Mall used to also be a huge yeah. deal. Yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. Oh yeah, oh, right yeah. up on I it. saw I saw Predator there, I saw Godzilla nineteen eighty five there, right. I saw I think I saw Commando there. Right. I saw so many movies there when I was a kid. Sure. It kinda holds a special place in my heart. Now I have not been there for twenty years. Yeah. So I can only imagine what so it's like. The now. answer to your question but, is that neither of the theaters that you're thinking of even exist anymore. Oh really? So the man's Chinese which used to be the outside, yeah, the, or not, was, not not Man's Chinese, but no, Man's Chris Town yeah, Five, which so, was awesome. Yeah, the Man's Chris Town Five, um, which is I think the one you're thinking of, where it had like this hallway that was in between. Like that was a weird theater because yeah, it was like two and it was buildings. like a dome and it had lights just all the way across yeah, yeah, yeah. the ceiling and on so, the floor. Yeah, that one they tore down, and then um, the United Artists, which was the one inside the mall where you had the escalator that you had to go up, and it was on the second floor. Um, and you bought your tickets like in the middle of the mall at this yep. kiosk and then rode the escalator up there. Um, that one is closed down, but that is where the Harkins Theater is. Uh. So they basically tore down that whole section and kind of put the Harkins in the basically in the grave spot of where the UA used to be. That's pretty funny. Much. I'm pretty sure I saw Empire Strikes Back at the Man Chris Town. Yeah, yeah. I it's saw so many movies. Great there. shit. That was my go to theater for a very long time. Um, you know, I mean I saw you know, other than the Seneca Pre, things that were not playing in the Seneca Pre, I would always go to Mace yeah. Chris Town Five. Um, great, great. Theater. Well, I grew up in—I mean, I grew up in Seattle. I didn't grow up here at all, but I've read up a little bit on it. But I can say the one thing was when I was growing up, the only places movie theaters were was near malls. Yeah, like in yeah. the area I grew up, they, that was the only place they were. You or it was a, very a major rare shopping they were center. Standalone. Well, no, because. Like, you know, I'm there were, California, but very few. so there's lots of movie palaces yeah. there, yeah. which all became swap meets or mega churches. Well, even like Maryvale Mall in Glendale was a standalone theater, or Maryvale was a standalone theater, but it was in the parking lot of Maryvale Mall. Yeah, exactly. And they also had two at um, at, uh, at Metro Center. They had yeah, two Metro movie Center was awesome there. also. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it was, uh, yeah, is, as far as uh, just... Getting back to Transformers, I'm just going to say this, guys. I mean, if, if, okay, so if that, I mean, if, if, <laughs> I mean, if Optimus Prime saying my bad is the thing that got you off of that franchise, <laughs> I mean, boy, oh boy, does it get better or worse depending on. Does he twerk like, or something? You know, like, just, what's uh, going to happen? I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm, I'm almost about to have Kirby cut my dick off. <laughs> there's a, there's a character in it <laughs> right who's voiced you, by, uh, voiced by a guy from Downton Abbey, and he's like a butler. Ro- robot transformer i guess but he's uh he's like kind of brain damaged and he works for anthony hopkins and there's a car chase and anthony hopkins is riding and the robot is driving and he's like <laughs> small for some reason there's like he's like he's like five feet tall like there's no reason for this butler robot to be like that but he's always speaking like this and he's kind of brain damaged and they're driving and then there's a and, and this is a you know you of, sound like you're actually pitching this yeah, in yeah, the yeah, writer's yeah, room yeah, like, yeah. he's yeah, slightly yeah, yeah. brain damaged so, so get this get this guys okay so now what's gonna what happen is so how about we catch Sir Anthony Hopkins, Academy Award winning actor, to be writing in there. And then all of a sudden, during this, in the middle of this incredibly effective car chase scene, you have the brain damaged butler robot go, Move, bitch, get out the way, get out the way. Oh, jeez. Wow. So, hey. Does he that... also have hoes in different area codes? <laughs> nah. Is that a selling point? That's the thing I don't know anymore. Well, th- this is the thread I'm pulling at. Because, like, <laughs> 
<laughs> the most important uh, characters in all these Transformer movies, aside from Bumblebee sometimes for right. no reason at all, right. tend to be these, like, human-sized ones yeah. that turn into, like, you know, scooters or, like, VW bugs right. or... Like, or minstrel bots or whatever yet, happens, you yet, know. Yet in in uh in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen, they had one that could turn into a girl. I know. And oh, doesn't boy. that change everything? Doesn't that literally change everything about yeah. Transformers? And yet they just don't even go back to that ever? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, we can turn into people. And they showed you in the first one that all they have to do is scan a car to turn into it. Yes. So yes. why doesn't Megatron just scan the president? You know, as as much hate as people get, because GI Joe, Joe already did they that. They did right. it. They're like, "Oh, we have a shapeshifter. Have him kill, take over the president." Right, right. Yeah. So I just, to me, it's like there's almost something happening in Transformers where it's like so aggressively, insanely stupid yeah. that like I have to believe that there's some kind of a plan that I'm not seeing. Well, somehow. no. And then halfway through, like this series of films transformers are hunted down like they kill ratchet in horrible ways like it's like oh let's find the most violent way to kill someone but make it a robot even though you know rip out its spine you know that that's not blood it's oil like okay isn't this the time you should be scanning people and turning into people (laughs) yeah (laughs) well my whole thing with it is just that it's funny bringing up gi joe is you actually ask yourself it's like where do whenever i think of transformers they go okay well, what else are they going to do from my childhood? So they did G.I. Joe, yeah. did two movies, sort of worked out, but not enough to keep going. Ninja Turtles uh-huh. did two. Yeah. Which are just like the Transformers. Still movies. debating mm-hmm. if it's going to actually work out. And now it's like, you can just, you can see the gears spinning mm-hmm. and they're going, uh, should we try Thundercats? Like, oh, you know, they're, oh, well, they're, they're making a Masters of the Universe. I mean, well, yeah, but that happening. one you knew was, I mean, they had already made right. one, so it's you know they're going to keep trying. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. You know, but you know they're going to keep trying. I'm just waiting I for will Silver admit, And this sounds a little hypocritical, but G.I. Joe is a guilty pleasure of mine. I freaking love those two movies. I love the first one. I, I don't even I, know why. I, I but, unquestionably, I mean, Steven Summers, I'm actually a really big Steven Summers fan. Like, I think he makes good kind of like B movies, you know, like um I, I think the first one's See, awesome. that's the way I feel about retaliation. To me, that's such like a grindhouse like right. multi million dollar what, movie. What I love about retaliation is they only did one test screening of it here, Mesa. Really? And it was so bad they delayed the release of that movie by an entire year to reshoot <laughs> it. Wow. That's awesome. Like they'd already done Super Bowl ads. Right. And I just yeah. have to think that's amazing mm. that superstition springs had that much sway over them <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean do you see what transformers has done to our brains guys i mean it's just making a spin-off in all these different directions but there's a part where like, it's like a baby dinobot like pterodactyl and like mark Wahlberg says bring me a beer and the thing like goes and brings him a bud light from the fridge and like holds it up to the camera like i just i don't know what's happening anymore i mean it's really <laughs> didn't he have a robot or something that brought him beer in the last movie like he invented something that did yeah, that yeah maybe i don't know. i don't even remember him. as soon as i watch thought, him well, it's over my whole thing was like so all right i, I can't even <laughs> don't <laughs> Just, try man no like even. he was supposed to be like an inventor this is what no, i mean that, I that it's like I, uh, optimus prime had been like junked in a movie theater for what right. looked like decades yeah this is what i don't understand like literally it's been at least 20 years 
like in between these two the yeah yeah yet all the like i mean john Turturro's character he should be dead yeah he's the same age yeah. like you know it's got like i mean <laughs> what is even happening like in terms of the logic circles that happen it's just i really think that they just know that no one's ever going to expect these movies to make sense anymore or be good anymore so they've just thrown it out the window and like yeah whatever we'll do whatever we want to at this point so i got two quick questions yeah just like jasper had <laughs> my number one is is i can't even remember in any of them or i'm asking you in this one did megan fox ever make amends and get back in that's no. why she's no no oh. she did that's why she's in the ninja turtle movies okay oh, that's okay. what it was okay yeah. oh i thought she was just waiting on jonah hex too but yeah. all right i guess yeah, that was a great transformer and then the second too. one is how much chinese money is in this one? Oh my god dude so much chinese okay money. is there, there an obvious chinese subplot in this there like, um because no way that last one wasn't at least for those of you 70 percent funded what we're right. talking about watch any modern movie and you'll realize there is some subplot having to do with a chinese person saving the day yeah and it seems like they're only in it for two seconds but if you watch the cut the international cut of a movie right it'll, they'll usually be the hero somehow i don't think there is in this one actually there there's none of that that um obvious or the you know, du- or the middle east one of the two they're always usually so Kong Skull Island is the big one this year. But I do know that the big, I mean, like the big opening uh, thing of like the, who's funding this movie, the production companies, like the Chinese one is like huge front and uh, center, uh, big placement, you know. So yeah, it's definitely has that stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, look, I mean, my point is that uh, first of all. This movie is not good even for a Transformers movie. It's the worst one since the second one. It's really, really bad. <laughs> yeah. um, and also, it's just too long. These movies are too long. They're they don't all need to be long. this long. Um, you know, there's just no reason to make these movies this long. They, in my opinion, it's bad business to make these movies as long. I, as I just can't imagine I, being in the Chris Town Theater with that many kids right. for that long. Like, that's, that's the quote of the podcast. It's it has the worst to be, one since the second. The one. second one is abject, terrible. Like, okay, because yeah. we were talking. That's the one where they have a. The, Tony one of the Todd. Transformers <laughs> and then the really is a girl. Ones. Is a girl, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's trying to date Shia LaBeouf right yeah. from the get go. And Bumblebee knows it's a robot. Yeah. So it's Bumblebee's master plan to expose, hey, Sam, you're kind of cheating on your girlfriend with a robot. But more importantly, it's a robot is when they're driving the car, it sprays like oil at her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Why can't you just go, hey, Sam, she's a robot. Yes, exactly. You could pick some kind of, you know, movie quote to say Victor that. Victor just made the uh, the motion of turning a radio down <laughs> yeah. for those of you that can't yeah, see. Yeah, 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 for sure. It's amazing. And, and um, also, I mean, that one's the, you know, that's the one that has the, the, the really dumb, like, parents going to visit him in college yeah. and they're just getting oh. one of the, they get, like, all high or something. They take ecstasy or something yeah. like that. Um, you know, and it's also got, like, the two super, super racist robots in it. <laughs> yep. Although so this one is boy it's got its fair share like i mean it's got okay literally okay 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 so 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 it's got this one and he is a um he's like a lamborghini and he has a french accent even though lamborghinis are like italian, italian. Cars. <laughs> um and he has a french accent and then they're like you know like oh why do you have a french accent he says and then sir anthony hopkins says oh he's not really uh french he's like i am not really french i just like the accent 
what is it why what are you talking that's not funny in no world is that funny but yet amazingly and this is where there's some some, like dark psychology happening like half the audience laughed like because they they knew they were supposed to right exactly no no, that and i think this is the scary movie of vacation of society where like there's not jokes. We're just pointing something out. Right. The fact that we're pointing something out, you're supposed to laugh. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. And there were just like, I mean, seriously, half the audience just was so, I mean, more than half the audience was kids, you know, so maybe they just think, oh, I'm supposed to, yeah, like you said, Jasper, like I'm supposed to laugh at this thing. So I laughed at this thing. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, just guys, like, I mean, you're going to see this movie at some point. There's no way you're not going to see it. It's going to come across your vision. And all I can say is look away, you know, <laughs> look away. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say one thing? You brought up Jonah Hex. Yeah, I'm sorry. I want to say... <laughs> I didn't mean to. I, I have to say this because of the type of podcast it is. The one good thing, and Victor's going to agree with me, the one good thing that came out of Jonah Hex was that um, the action figure for Megan Fox. That action figure <laughs> is incredible. I... I didn't it watch the It's entirely too I, well crafted. Uh, dude, it for looks such a bad movie. It looks just <laughs> like her. I'm just thinking of you and your air conditionless house <laughs> enjoying that in a grandma's boy kind of way. <laughs> right? Just letting just, you know, man. I got spraying, the chip spraying out, yourself down you know. with mist to make yep. yourself moist. Um, some you know, some moist mist as they uh, as they call it. Um yeah. So anyway, since we're already on me, I just say uh you know, something else I saw. Just um, really quickly, I uh, I watched that movie Life. Have you guys seen that? Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah, I didn't did you think see it, was it. I live it. Yeah, I didn't think it was terrible. I think it was like a you know, it was kind of like a is an okay B movie. So at one point, that movie started life as a uh, Venom life. movie. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Because I know it was from the. Was the uh, it was yeah. the same writers as Deadpool. So yeah, that kind of makes. It was. Sense. It started life as a Venom movie, and wow. then they spun it off right. into the dumb thing it turned. Into. I mean, I kind of think it was better than Alien Covenant. Yeah, <laughs> you know I think I mean? it was. Oh mis- wait, Life is the that's the Ryan Reynolds movie. Yeah. 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 That's disappointing because I actually liked the preview for that. I don't know. I kind of liked it, Jasper. Yeah. I think you might like it. Like, I mean, it's uh, what I like about it is that they actually spent some time, in, in, you know, developing the characters a little I bit. I liked the whole zero gravity thing. Yeah, that was cool. It was like, to me, it was like alien meets gravity is kind of, that would have, that's kind of, it seemed like they were going yeah, for. Yeah, exactly. Um, but there, my, there whole, were... my whole thing with it mm-hmm. was just like, there's no way once they figured out what that thing was that they would have done any yeah 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 totally um you know one thing that just kind of bothered me is that like because they had the whole thing where they they nicknamed the alien calvin yeah and then through the whole movie they're like calvin this and calvin that it's like calvin is outside i'm like come on just what are you talking about you would not be calling that thing by <laughs> no. the name you know you would be saying that thing is outside the it's outside the specimen yeah you know you wouldn't be calling it calvin calvin's um outside. And, and, i don't think calvin's happy calvin's <laughs> not gonna appreciate this right yeah exactly and, and so so that was pretty dumb. what are we gonna do about calvin i can help i am optimus prime uh, i was just gonna say I can just see at some point him going oh that's so calvin guys guys he seriously says i'm optimus prime like five times in the movie oh like God. i mean it was i mean we were just laughing not so enough hard. for a drinking game like pirates of the caribbean well, but he does but that close. in every movie yeah no but he says it so much in this movie dude. they could at least have like, a bitch after it. Like, i'm optimus prime bitch. i'm optimus prime which is by the way every time you bring up the last stand or anytime it's brought up, that's the first thing i think of when that was the first time a meme 
I remember a meme getting into a, oh, the a Hollywood movie. Bitch. Oh, no, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, <laughs> right. "You got to be fucking kidding me!" Yeah, pretty amazing. Um, and then the other thing I just I wanted to mention here. Um, this comes out this Friday is uh, the new Sofia Coppola film, um, called The Beguiled. Um, so I uh, yeah, I saw this one. It's really interesting. I mean, just a little background. I mean, I'm I'm a Sofia Coppola mega fan. Like I, I she's hands down one of my favorite directors. Um, I, I, I so love her to the point that my last car that I owned, um, before Furiosa, um, her, cause I name all my cars, um, her name, I named her Sophia. It was my first new car ever. And it was a $30,000 Mazda that I couldn't afford. Uh, and I loved the car as much, that much to name her Sophia. So like, I love Sophia Coppola. I, I call Sophia Coppola the reason that I got into real music in the first place, honestly, cause I was already kind of into some things like Portishead and and uh you know just like you know when i first learned to discover music that's not just played for you on the radio um and then i saw the virgin suicides and i got into air because of that movie and then lost in translation that's how i learned about my bloody valentine and the jesus and mary chain and i mean it just took me down this this rabbit hole of even things that i'd never been into like the cure and stuff like that so i mean just in terms of musically influencing me she's incredibly important i love her films um what's fascinating about this film is there's no music at all in it whatsoever um you know and that for sophia coppola who that is like half of her identity as a filmmaker um and i felt it was it was almost like a you know the like the five obstructions you know just like kind of thing it was like it was like an obstruction she did um to uh put put this to say hey can i still make a film and not rely on this incredible soundtrack which she would inevitably make i mean marie antoinette was a period film that still used modern music right you know so music is obviously important to her so she made the civil war era film that doesn't have a score um there's no you know modern songs in it or otherwise i mean there's some the only songs that are in there are um played in the film like you know characters will play a piano or they'll sing a song before dinner or something like that um it's a very very quiet very silent film um i you know i've had uh i saw it a few weeks ago so i've I've had some time to reflect on it um i definitely think it's it's you know one of my least favorite sophia coppola's to be honest with you um i didn't like somewhere at all like i'm not a fan of somewhere so i would say that's oh with um steven dorf yeah yeah yeah, exactly um so uh but it is an interesting film i know you were interested in it right jasper yeah it looked real i just actually just saw the preview for it uh last night or the night before yeah and i think my wife and i both of our reactions was ooh. Let me tell so, you, it's not, I mean, just, just so that we don't run into another um, it comes at night situation where a film is kind of marketed badly, in my opinion. Very badly. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, to avoid disappointment, just realize, I mean, The Beguiled is not nearly as dark and mysterious as it seems like it is. But it's a thriller, right? Um, You know, I mean, it becomes a thriller. Because that's kind of how it, it looked to me. Yeah, it becomes a thriller at some point in the movie, which I won't say anything about how it does that but even then it's like i would say a very light thriller um i mean i have a very hard time classifying exactly what this movie is but it's Mm. it's an interesting character study it's an interesting kind of like study about 
young women. It, it looks it, like. Yeah, it reminds me interest, uh, yeah, kind of of virgin suicides in a way that this is this is a, a portrait of a group of young women and dynamics between women and things like that. But then you also have the fact that it's civil war. And so it's kind of like different ways how young women might react to a man or how might how might interact with a man and different ways of kind of subtle manipulation of each other, um, things like that. But it's um, yeah. the uh, the preview was carefully placed on Hulu during the Handmaid's Tale. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, it's not nearly. But, but does that mean you've watched Handmaid's Tale? Oh, yeah. We're watching. Oh, it. we got to hear about that. OK. But, you know, again, the beguiled. I just look the movies. Absolutely gorgeous. It's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. It's one of Sofia Coppola's best looking movies, and that says something, and I'll definitely give it that. Um, it's just it's gorgeous to look at, but I think it's a little slight. Um, I was not really enraptured by it, and I and again, I love Sofia Coppola, but that is out this this uh, this weekend. So that's something to watch and not watch Transformers, you know, <laughs> importantly. Uh, so that's what I've been watching. How about you, Jasper, since we haven't heard from you well. in a while? Um, well, like I just said, I, I can't really say I'm watching A Handmaid's Tale. Uh, my wife is watching it, and I'm watching it in passing on purpose. Right. Uh, because I don't want to get too involved in it because I'm horrible at getting attached to characters and shows and getting really pissed off when bad things happen to them. Yeah. For instance, um, if anybody was a fan of the Angel series, which was a Buffy the Vampire spinoff. Right. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer spinoff. Um, there's a part later on in the show where he's about to get together with Cordelia and Cordelia ends up getting together with his son instead. I got so pissed off. I boycotted the rest of that season. I refused to watch it. I was so <laughs> right. angry. Karen kept watching it and I would go in the other room. I'm like, fuck this. I'm not watching the show. I can eat my ass. <laughs> and then I, I went back later and watched the reruns and caught up, but I'm really bad about getting caught up in a character and, and I'm, a Handmaid's Tale just struck me as one of those shows. Something really fucked up is going to happen to everybody on this show. Yeah. It's kind of like a Game of Thrones kind of situation, you know? Except for the people you probably want fucked up things to happen Exactly. To, you know? Yeah. So anyway, um, I'm enjoying it in passing as I'm watching it in passing, so I'm not... I haven't uh, 100% involved myself in it. Right. But I'm in there while it's on, and I'm on my tablet, or I'm reading, and I'm doing other stuff while I'm watching it, so I don't get as engulfed in it. Sure. It does look really... It, as far as uh, like direction and cinematography and things like that, it's a beautiful show. Isn't it? it really is. Yeah. Um, the plot's very good. Um, I find it disturbing that it's so near future, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. I I, I don't want to go into a lot of religious stuff, but. Right. It, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it seems disturbingly plausible. Exactly. Know? That's the yeah. problem. I'm like, ugh. And I don't want to get into it, but, sure. you know, that's... The dystopian stuff like that is always so plausible in your head that you're like, Jesus, we could be 20 years away from this right now. Yeah. One you thing I, I love about it also is it just because um, you show that the rest of the world is the rest of the world. Yeah. And it's just America that's that. Way, yeah. You know, and so it's like because a lot of dystopian things, you just you, you focus on this thing and the dystopia is the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is something very much. I mean, and, and frankly, this is happening now. That's one thing that Margaret Atwood said is she didn't put anything in there that didn't actually have happen in history. Wow. Um, and I mean, if you lived in North Korea right now, you probably damn well feel like you were in a dystopia, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and so that's the idea. Or the Middle East or any one of those sure, kind of countries. Yeah, um, exactly. Also, uh, watched The Girl with All the Gifts. Awesome. Excellent, excellent movie. Probably the best uh, 
apocalyptic zombie movie I've seen in years, I think. I liked that it was kind of a fresh idea. I liked uh, that the zombies actually, for once, kind of freaked me out a little bit. That never happens. Right. Um, good plot, good story. Everything was great. Um, my wife read the book and said, even if she, and usually when she reads a book and watches the movie, she hates the movie. She actually loved the movie and said, if, even if she hadn't read the book, the movie would have been great. So that's a good thing. Uh, we revisited um, Trilogy of Terror, which is awesome. Nice. Um, I've still never seen that movie. I just know it's really? got the creepy doll in it. Yeah. Well, it's one of the The Zuni fetish yeah. doll. Fetish doll, yeah. Karen Black. Oh, man. And yeah, it just revived my love for Karen Black. I forgot how insanely hot I thought she was. But um, You should also check out, if you're Googling ever interested, Karen the um, Dead of Night, which was Dan Curtis's other uh, horror anthology movie nice. made for the 70s that was on TV. Uh, Dark Sky released it about like, 10 years ago. It's really good, too. Worth checking out. And if you're a Karen Black fan, you can also check out Invaders from Mars. Yeah, which is my that's it. She was the Black nurse, movie. right? Yeah. Now, yeah, she's married she to somebody, right? Who's she married to? Well, she's, well, she's dead. dead. She, yeah, she passed dead. a, okay, a well, couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. Who was she um, married to? I don't she remember. was married to somebody really big, like a director. Um, I could have sworn. Yeah. So anyway, but um, but yeah, that's. Uh, I also have a real quick uh, collector's nightmare story that I'm still living in. <laughs> so, uh, is that I'm, your Hibbert? I'm just trying to figure <laughs> it out. Is, and okay. it's beautiful. <laughs> he does it all the time, and it's spot on and amazing. <laughs> Oh, that Hawkeye, always getting into trouble. <laughs> so, uh, it was very good, very discreet. Yeah. About four weeks ago now, I've, uh, I went on BigBadToyStory.com. That is a uh, plug for them. Um, and this isn't their fault. I will say right away, this is all my fault, but I will blame the U.S. Postal Service a little later in the story. I, uh, I ordered a few items from BigBadToyStore.com that I will not go into because one of them is a surprise for my wife and okay. it still not has, or has not arrived. And, uh, I don't want to give it away if she hears the podcast before we get it. Close your ears. But I will say I ordered one item for her and two items for me. And just to qualify that, her item was more expensive than both my items. Just to say. So anyway. Um, I screwed up and I put the first three for my address. I put the first three numbers of my work address, and then the rest of it was my home address. Oh, no. So they got the totally wrong address. So after about two weeks, I start thinking, where the hell is my package? So I go on FedEx, and I track it, and it's saying that it's been rerouted to the correct address. And I'm like, oh, my God, somebody got my shit. So I called FedEx, and I went through this nightmarish phone, you know, say yes or press one thing for about 10 minutes entering a tracking number, and then I didn't quite get that. Can you say that again? So finally, I get to the end, and they go, are you the sender of this package? And I'm like, no, we're sorry. We can only change an address for the sender of the package. You will have to contact the person you purchase from. So I call Big Bad Toy Store, and uh, they're like, actually, that's not true. I don't know why FedEx keeps telling people that. Once it's in transit, there's nothing we can do about it. You're going to have to contact your local post office. So I called. I've been for the last two weeks going back and forth with the local post office who has actually physically had my package in their hands. Oh, man. And been like, 
It's been bouncing back and forth between two hubs, and I have been begging them, please, just hold it and let me come pick it up. Oh, no, sir, we're sending it out with the carrier. It'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, right. Tomorrow. Oh, then it'll be there Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. And So this uh, is what Shakespeare meant when he said tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Yes, manana does not necessarily <laughs> mean tomorrow. It just means not today. Yeah. So uh, it was supposed to arrive yesterday. It did not. I called again today, and they assured me that it was out with the carrier and it would be delivered today. I've not gone home yet, but I am not looking. I'm not hopeful. I don't think it's well, there. Let's all just let's all just hope really hard. So there's my collector's nightmare. I have I have two bomb ass action figures for myself and something cool for my wife floating in limbo. That I, it, can you not talk about what your action figures are because um, it'll clue into? Oh what no no gift not at all. Um, I got some really good deals. I'm making for those of you that don't know. I'm trying to make superhero sets. Like I, I want, I'm, I'm working on an X-Men set, an Avengers set, and a Fantastic Four set right now. Um, if I get this package, the only two Avengers left that I need are Thor and uh, and um, Black Widow because mm-hmm. I've got the Hulk in this package coming, and I got them on sale for like fifteen bucks, which nice. is awesome. They also had a wasp on sale for ten bucks, so I got a great deal on both of them. So I was super happy. Is she really small? Do they have, like no? Um, she's regular size, but she's got the wings, which is cool. But the Black Widow that I want to get is the Diamond Select one that comes with a little tiny Ant Man. Yeah. So it'll totally fit with. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say like uh, one of my favorite things a buddy got this for me at San Diego Comic Con a few years ago is um it's an Ant Man action figure. But it's tiny. He's got the other two little ones with it. Oh no, this one's oh. just Ant Man, but it's on a really tiny like blister pack, like a card, nice. you know. And so it's like, and it comes in like a little matchbox thing. Because I know they did one at one point that had the the regular sized Ant Man, and then a smaller one, and then a really small one, like That's he was awesome. shrinking, which was cool. That's awesome. I but, just um, want a Paul Rudd figure, so I'll take <laughs> right. whatever is most <laughs> Don't <we> detailed. All? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Paul Rudd. But yeah, that's my uh, that's my nightmare. That I'm currently living, yeah. I will keep you updated. Yeah, please. On do. whether or not those things arrive. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Karen Black, it was what I was thinking of as her son. Her son is like the 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 main kid in Invaders from Mars, oh. and he's oh, yeah. also the kid in Paris, Texas, the the tremendous Ben Benders film. Oh. If you have not seen it, yeah. I wonder what had happened to that child. Yeah, yeah. Well, he grew up later to be Jack Black. <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> misinformation. <laughs> Good lord. Good lord, indeed. As Kirby shakes his head, not <laughs> wanting to reveal what he's seen. No, what have you been I, up to, Kirby? Uh, no, no, no. I was just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where I'm going on that. I'm just... I'm, I'm kind of done for the day. I've been up since 3.45 so a.m., so it's 6 o'clock now, and I'm just kind of hitting that I, point. I just think that Transformers yeah. discussion is already... That's true. Right. It has already rotted my brain. <laughs> well, you, see, I see in the <laughs> third Transformers movie, they have RC, which can make human holograms. Right. <laughs> oh my god! Think about it. Just think about it. I'm picturing it. right now putting a, t- a VCR in a in, or a videotape in a VCR, and what comes up is Josh, but he's like post-apocalyptic Josh <laughs> with like an eye patch, and he's all filthy, and his hair is all messed up. And there's like a blown up city behind him. And he's going, don't watch Transformers. 
Oh, it's okay. I like see. those Woody Harrelson videos they were doing for that 2012 movie. <laughs> it's inevitable. Everyone's oh going to watch it. There's no choice. We Don't never had any it. choice. Right. We never stood a chance, guys. Yeah, I guess that leads into um, <laughs> why I subject myself to all this shit. Um, but uh, was a, uh, it really is a great lead-in for... Um, Triple uh, X, The Return of Xander Cage. Oh, wow. that, that was not my pick, obviously, but um, I watched this, and I mean, Fast, Fate of the Furious is ridiculous. Wait till you see this piece of shit. <laughs> I can't um, wait. Yeah, I remember but you talking know about it on the podcast. Yeah, but you know what? The number one thing is I didn't see the movie then, I'm sure. Uh, I definitely didn't. And one of the things that amazes me the most, and as a comparison, because Fate of the Furious has Charlize Theron, and I actually liked her in that role. I thought she did a good job. But this has Tony Collette, which, <laughs> it, it, and it's funny when you brought up the Anthony Hopkins thing, that's one of the first things, because Tony Collette is one of those individuals who's considered a high caliber actress by oh, yeah. some, very respected, and then she's in this, and it's just, everything about this is so unbelievably over the top, even more than any of the Fast and the Furious movies. And the whole thing is that it's supposed to be, like, I believe super, like, meta. Because they keep talking about, like, Mountain Dew. Oh, and, like, no, really? it, it starts becoming, like, a Harold and Kumar go to White Castle <laughs> convenience store kind of thing. Wow. Like, you really expect, like, a kayak scene. I just... But it doesn't happen. I, I don't know how to describe it. I just that. love love these the triple X movies, especially the ones with Vin Diesel. <laughs> Because Triple X Part 1 is the equivalent of that Steve Buscemi movie where he's like, or a skit where he's like, hello, fellow children. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Because yes. literally, Triple exactly. X 1, like he's he's walking around in Russia, right. you know, because they had to save money in Romania, wherever the fuck right. they filmed it. And he's like, you know what this reminds me of? This song by the band X. Oh, I know that song too. Let's feast bump as we recite the lyrics. <laughs> I am leader of terrorist cell called Anarchy 99. Is that seriously what it's called? That's what it's called. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty ramped That's up in incredible. this. incredible. I mean, the whole opening but, but, but scene. How is the science? How is it? Because if, if I remember correctly, in the previews, uh, he rides a motorcycle up a tree. Is that true? Does that no, happen? No, he rides. No, he, he rides skis down skis the side of down, a mountain. Uh, yes. No, skis down the side of a uh, what do you call it? Like a radio tower. Okay. Then he goes on <laughs> a downhill skiing, full on thrashing style. <laughs> fucking straight up ramp locals, you know, versus the daggers. Then he goes into um. What the hell is the other thing he does? But it sh- it just keeps going. But no, the 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 thing I remember most from the trailer was the water skiing dirt bikes <laughs> that surfed up gigantic waves. Um, right. I I don't even know what to say. The best part of that whole movie was when he walked in the hotel room and they had the stripper on the pole on the bed. And he goes, "The things I'm about to do for my country." Oh God, I remember <laughs> that. Uh, he has a very similar oh, no. scene in this. He has one. an amazing scene in this one yes yes he does where let's just spoil go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. okay there. so he goes to check with one of his contacts who just happens to be a catholic school girl like oh god you know. escort mistress yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a girl wearing a slutty catholic school right. girl you know outfit and of course they have a 
the the electric sexual banter you'd expect between uh, <laughs> Vin Diesel and a uh, and a toaster in a bathtub. <laughs> you know, and it's like, come on, you need to help me out here. It's like, oh well, well you'll have to uh, get that out of me and on my sexy friends. And no. it almost becomes and like an thing, Austin Powers yeah, thing for like, yeah, where baby. basically he's like. All right, guess I'll have to have sex with all eight of you. <laughs> and literally, that's the next scene. Like, him covered. But it's PG-13. Yeah. So they're all covered up. So it starts looking like this really weird, like, I don't know, Mormon bed, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Minus you the know, armor of God. keeps covering a yeah. nipple or an ass crack. Right. But it just there's so it's many, a human jigsaw. I don't know you described it, the the triple X's with Vin Diesel since number two did not include that. But don't worry, everyone is in this yeah. one. Everyone, awesome. Um, it goes full <laughs> bore. It's just so unbelievably ridiculous that I mean I don't even know how to describe it. It, it, it this could be a drinking game movie. <laughs> I, I don't is, know because here's the thing. <laughs> There's just this amazing scene. I have to tell all you guys about it. Yes. Where, um, you know, Vin Diesel's carrying around, like, a cell phone or something. And it's like, oh, you know, he needs to call this guy. No matter where, he'll be there for him. And he calls him. And we, it, it's not, we don't even know what country this is at uh, this point. It could be in the Caribbean. Some random island. It could be in Fiji. Right? <laughs> Who knows? But he calls this number for backup, and Ice Cube shows up in a low rider. Oh, my God. And literally completely saves the day. Wow. Yeah. At the most prime moment. Yeah, wow. and then he's like, here's your keys. <laughs> I've it, just been holding on to it for you. And all I can think of is, that's amazing that you managed to drive this car across the ocean <laughs> in exactly 15 <laughs> seconds after I called you. Oh, wow. Man. How did he find him? I, I don't, you know what it is though one thing i will say that's very interesting about this movie and i don't know if it's because the dirt cheap rate they got it at obviously <laughs> but this the end is completely shot in detroit okay so yeah. they actually are in detroit and it's just you're sitting there going well yeah it does look a little bombed out and depleted <laughs> yeah. um but it, it's just amazing yeah they shows up uh, there's so many it's funny like Stupid you don't meta jokes you don't remember any of it but then you remember everything. They also have a G.I. Joe scene where they use the Halo suits. In yeah. this part, oh, they boy. have the the Halo hands, is what I call them. They're like, increases your punch ten, ten <laughs> times the strength of a regular man. And all this shit. That's, I mean, it is like a mesh of everything. Of like a Transformers G.I. Joe with Fast and the Furious. Oh, all in one. and with Suicide Squad. Oh, that's true. Because is, they do the thing where it's like, bing! This here's this character. Here are his attributes. They do oh, that nice. in Transformers. Yes, they do. Oh yeah, they do that in Transformers. No, and it's so weird because like it's literally the only part of the whole movie that they do it in. But like, and I and I swear it's like it has to be some kind of Suicide Squad throwback thing because it's like they get Megatron and Meg, you know, and they're like, "We need your help for something." 
I don't understand what Megatron. And then he's like, he's like, well, the only way I can help you is if you let me get these people out of robot prison or whatever. <laughs> and then they're like, oh you know, God. so so they're like, oh, well, you know, it depends. And, and then, of course, there's all these goofy lawyers around and everything like, well, we'll have to check on that. But who would you want? And he's like, he's like, I want Mohawk. And then it's like shows on a screen Mohawk. And it's got this guy, <laughs> Mohawk, who's like, you know, he's a robot. He's a Transformer Mohawk. And he's just like being like all dumb. And he's got a big Mohawk. And then it's like Nitro Zeus. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> This just keeps getting better and better. And it like flashes on the screen. Nitro Zeus. Please, <laughs> please tell me Tiny Zeus Lister get his voice. <laughs> oh, dude. And I swear to God, like, so they do this big old scene and they don't do this for any of the other robots. They just do it for those guys. And there's like, are they playing them. that music behind it? Yeah, yeah, no, what does it doesn't have at the very end? Now I'm going to need. Heckle and jackal. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, we here. Oh, man. Almost, right? But so, and then there's like one, and like the berserker, and it's like got this one, and he's like frothing at the mouth, and like, no, we will not approve the berserker. And he's like, okay. And he moves on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> and then like these guys appear, and then there's like one fight, and they're all taken out within uh, like two minutes, you know? So it's like. No, not Nitro Zeus. <laughs> I know, not Nitro Zeus. So I was like, please, more Nitro Zeus. Yeah, but it was just like, so anyway, I had to bring that up because I was like, why? Somewhere, <laughs> Some monster truck or Formula One team NASCAR is really disappointed right. that they lost on the trademark that, that for that. That needs to be the cult following Twitter channel at Nitro Zeus. At Nitro Zeus. <laughs> yeah, I want to make fuck buzz up. <laughs> I've been like, I've been, I've been like looking up toys for Nitro Zeus. Oh, like, no. I actually, I actually like, want to buy the toy for Nitro Zeus so badly, but I can't find any. Uh, <laughs> I know. Maybe they'll make some. The, the one in triple x the, the return of xander cage right is samuel jackson is on the screen uh-huh and it's just like always confused with nick fury from the avengers oh my god oh and then the uh what is it the soccer stars at the beginning goes thought he was trying out for the avengers or something yes. like that and it's like i chuckled a bit at that but yeah it's i i don't i I feel like we talked so much about this, and now I'm more interested in Nitro Zeus. So right. I'm just gonna move on. Look at this! Completely. Like I'm looking at like these images online, and they even have um like the little classified things, like in Suicide oh, Squad. God. Like look at see so the way I see it with the Nitro Zeus thing is like the um like where they do like a dolly shot through the bars, and then you just see the glowing eyes pop up. Right. No. Right. We can't release the berserker. So here we and go, that's it. guys. We got, we got, we got info here, guys. Uh, Nitro Zeus, uh, alternate form fighter jet, status in custody. Profile: Merciless Decepticon, angered by the death of Shockwave, he blames Autobots and humanity alike. Red Eye doubles as a scope for a shoulder-mounted, high-powered machine gun turret. Carries a vast array of weaponry too numerous to catalog. So the uh, the so lore, he's Shockwave if he was a jet. Yeah, basically. So yeah, the the hardcore lore of Transformers: uh, The Last Night here um, i was thinking it was gonna be something like he was a junkie hooked on nos yeah well <laughs> that would have been better yeah for sure man <laughs> xander cage <laughs> oh man I gotta uh, see he that. has I, returned son i gotta go see that i'm, I'm like renting it i'm going yeah it's definitely one it's i so can stupid. watching Characters it with people changed by plot, plot. Yes. everybody there is no no allegiances oh and this is another one um when we were talking earlier on the uh the Chinese funded 
right. full on. You yeah. can imagine Vin Diesel got written out in the uh, Chinese version here, oh, and because right. uh, he basically already does save the day to some degree. The uh, the other guy, but um, anyways, uh, one I had on the lighter, better side <laughs> of things. One I actually had not seen. Um, I catch up on a lot of stuff I've mentioned on Redbox or Dollar Theaters. Uh, finally got to see uh, Moana. Oh, okay. so I'm like, which is on movie. Netflix yeah. right now. Which is on Netflix. You're welcome. Very colorful, but it actually is very, very good. Really great music. Really great voice acting. Good plot. Very, you know, fun film. I actually really did enjoy it. Not one I'm dying to see. Um, like again. But it's funny, yeah. I kind of watched it as a back-to-back with one of the other ones I saw. Is I finally saw Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, what'd you think of that? Well, Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite Disney animated sure. films. Like, I really do enjoy it. Um, Again, a really good... It's a really good cast. Good singing, acting, dancing, obviously. Everything is well done. I mean, it's got my man Dan Stevens in it. That so, it does. You know. Um, But in terms of, like, a movie I think I'd ever watch again... Probably not. Yeah. Whereas uh, I could watch uh, the animated film. It's one of my favorite Disney movies, but I just they did a good job here. I'm it, without a doubt. It's just one of those ones. It just a lot of the Disney films. I just Pixar, Disney, Pixar. I like a lot more. Obviously, like I could watch Big Hero Six or something again and again well, and that, again. That, and that's actually not Pixar. So that no, that's, but you know right, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, like yeah, totally. those kinds of movies where it's because you really have whatever you have your DreamWorks. Um, What's the one that's doing um, Minions and all that? Oh, uh, it's like some French company. Illumin- yeah. Illumination. 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 That's, I want to say Imagination or yeah, something. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Where they're not like... it's like, But it's all interconnected. All of them are the same to me. Like right. it's There's kids' movies that you know are just garbage. Yeah. It's like the shovelware of yeah. kids' movies. Yeah. Then you get like a step up where it's like a little bit better. And then you kind of hit that... Pixar caliber, mm-hmm. and then there's um, uh, what do you call it? another one? I'm always forgetting. It starts with the L. The uh, Laika, like who does oh, yeah, sure. Kubo. To me, that's like the top tier of it Absolutely. all. So yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, I really like a lot of those movies, but um, you know, overall, it's just would I imagine watching them again? Not really, yeah. and that's the way I feel. I mean, I think I feel that way about most movies now. Beauty and the Beast feels a bit overstuffed. I mean, I like yeah. the movie. I, th- I going to see that movie in IMAX 3D was awesome. The 3D was fantastic in it, and it's like such a colorful movie and everything. But there's something about the the just how quickly paced the original Disney film is, you know, that just makes it so so good, and it does make it as you're saying like rewatchable. Yeah. Um. Whereas this one, it's just there's so there's all these new songs in it, and there's just everything stretched out so much further i mean it's like two and a half hours long it's it's bloated yeah to say the least yeah but that's and and that's the problem with a lot of films now i think they think they're doing like a value-added content Mm -hmm. but it's not it's just really dragging films for way too long no film like you were saying like transformers it shouldn't be two hours and 40 minutes now i don't imagine that they're going to make one of those it's not going to be at least two hours and i can understand that it it is what it is but I also, I mean, just a lot of movies now, I just don't want to sit there anymore. Yeah. Um. Even in my comfy overstuffed chair, as I mentioned earlier, yeah. my recliner, I just don't really enjoy it's gotta it. It's got to be something really epic and amazing. Yeah. It's got to be something. 220. 
you know, and it's not just that, but I feel that it, it has to be something that has peaks and valleys in terms of pace. Um, you know, I think about like the Lord of the Rings. Movie. That's what I was actually just yeah. going to say. If that had been there for Return of the King for me, uh-huh. now I would have loved that. Yeah. But nowadays it's like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't mind. It's not a, a test of patience mm-hmm. or anything. It's just that I feel like films are just, that's kind of the glory of like an extended edition and that's still the fun part to me of the home media is getting to see right a, a longer version of maybe what was intended but the, then i was like i just don't want to in most theaters i feel like you should be doing a more condensed version for the audience i sure. just feel like i think that goes right along with society in general we become so um used to everything being right now with the internet and everything it's now 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 convenience convenience you know let's get to the point let's get to the point um i know for a fact like my kids if the movie's got any kind of plot development they're gone they they're like this is boring we don't want to watch this i'm like this is important for the end of the movie though you got to hear what they're saying right now no, no, this is boring can we get right to the action something going on and that's how you end up with transformers yeah, true. Because, true. you know, we'll we'll just throw a little quick jokes in here and a couple of sentences to fill in the plot holes. Lots of action and explosions. Michael Bay's M.O. Let's we'll have lots of explosions and jokes and everybody will love it, you know? Well, I just, so. I think it's one of those ones where it's weird, but I always find, I know Joshua will especially get hone in on this, but I always find analogous to video games is, is that you have like a really sharply divided gaming community because people who are gamers, there's the air quotations. Right. It's like, I'm only into first person shooters and RPGs and I'm not into anything else because yeah. their view of gaming is, is that the replayability for multiplayer or for single player and multiplayer is an open world environment, which I can understand, like or like a GTA, Fallout, etc. Again, right. when I say RPG, I'm not limited to JRPGs or fantasy. I just feel like, but people have where it comes down to is it's a rigid definition of what gaming is, right. and I feel like the way too that that applies to films is people are going, I have to have my films be a certain length, so I feel like I got my money's worth, and it's like there's a difference between an eight dollar movie and a sixty dollar game. An eight dollar yeah. movie. If you get yeah. two hours, I feel like you got your money's worth. Yeah. It's not like paying for a kid's movie that's seventy five minutes or some shit like right. that. Yeah, exactly. Like I can understand being a pissed off parent. It makes you wonder how some of the classic movies would be received now with the oh, younger yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. Like say The Godfather. <clears throat> if that was released now, how it would go over if people would well, be told, you that know was what like I mean? such a different era where it's like you know a studio would have like four movies a year, and yeah. that was like one of yeah. the main things. And I mean, you if the a movie idea like of prestige film, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if the Godfather lost. came out now, the Godfather would come out on Christmas Day, right. and it would make seventy, eighty million. You know, I mean, that's and it's you know it certainly would be respected by critics, but it would not be the what phenomenon it that it was. Exactly. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and it, and that's a weird thing too the prestige picture has changed so much because you do have academy award contender mm-hmm. instantly like you know you know it but that could be a five thousand dollar movie yeah that exactly. was made you know is completely our house so right. um and then the last two are actually two films i really have wanted to see for a long time so um the first one was um uh i finally saw a uh, black coat's daughter Okay. Which is uh, Osgood Perkins, Anthony Perkins' son. It's his. Actually, it was made before 
um, the film that was first released, uh, I'm the Pretty Thing That Lives Inside the House, which was um, uh, on Netflix, has been there for about a year. so much better than it was. Yes, yes. And that's what the Black Coat's Daughter is, is what should have been for that to me. It's not a perfect movie, but I really, really enjoy it. Um, so well worth it. Um, but uh, I really um, do think um, it was worth checking out. It was way more straightforward, even though it has a kind of complex beginning. It definitely got more um, uh, Hollywood, I guess you'd say. Yeah, especially after seeing the pretty thing that lives inside the house, it was just totally right. different. The Polly Shore cameo, right? But um, yeah, and also I still love Emma Roberts so much. She uh, really does have a lot of great diversity. Um, and then the final one I saw, which is actually f- interesting, I went and saw this in the theater, and it was one of those Monday uh, 10 a.m. showings or whatever because I had the day off. But it was um. That uh, was 47 meters down, which was interesting because two things. One, this film was actually released on DVD, and it was originally called In the Deep. And then Uh they recalled the DVDs because the Weinsteins bought it and obviously renamed it and and, um, wanted to release it theatrically. Um, I like sharksploitation movies, as Jaws is one of my favorite movies. So I always have an interest. it is a it is a good movie. It's not great, but the concept is really, um, you know, it's kind of like the Jaws thing. It's very relatable. Mm. This is not Piranha 3D or any of the <laughs> other like. Um, it's not of the Shallows. The Shallow, and that's the other one. Is what I would rather watch this than the Shallows. The Shallows is a film where I'd want to watch it. It's a popcorn movie, whereas Forty Seven Mirrors Down. The problem is they just didn't ratchet the tension the way they could have because there's some great nail-biting scenes in this movie that if they had just dragged it out just a little bit longer, it would have hit the nail on the head. And then I'm not going to spoil the ending because this is one most people are probably not going to see, and I do want it to come. The ending could have been perfect, absolutely perfect. And I'm not going to say they went for the happy ending, but they did go for the semi-happy ending, and to me, it kind of ruined it. So, yeah, exactly. Not the Scooby-Doo ending. There but was it, no unmasking worth, of the shark. Nah, but but it, it's worth watching. But is it is worth watching? That's I good mean, to hear because judging by the uh, the trailer, I was looking at it and saying this is going to be really good or really bad. It's kind of teetering on it. it could go either way. Yeah, I also was not expecting Mandy Moore. I did not know she was in this movie. <laughs> Um, but she does a good job. I mean, it, it's, you know, a very small cast. She's an okay actress. I mean, yeah. She was it's like on the entourage. Yeah. It's stuff, very you know? limited cast, um, which is one of those ones. But that, that's the other one, I guess. I think some people are watching this trailer and going, please don't let this be open water. Um, cause that's kind of the other uh... fear on the other end of the spectrum. And it's not that. It's it's somewhere between that and the shallows. Wait, do people not like open water? I think a lot of people mm. don't, but it's the same way they don't like Buried or some of those okay. other films. Yeah. And for me, it's like I was on the Great Barrier Reef. Uh, Great Barrier Reef. I have gone scuba diving, and I feel like um, that's a very when you've actually been out in the middle of the ocean. I mean, the the concept of being anywhere near the shore mm-hmm. is it's not even a threat. It's the threat of I'm never going to get out of here. There is no place I can go. There's nothing I can see. 
for any for miles and and it's terrifying it's kind of like um for those who've never been on like a smaller boat out on like in the deep ocean i've been blessed to be able to travel i've been in almost every ocean and um and way out there in like small boats and it's terrifying yeah in like a cthulhu kind of way like (laughs) i do not know what is under the ocean and it absolutely ter- it does so terrify me there, uh, and then know? once if you have any interest in my marine biology or anything else and you realize what they actually have has washed ashore and things uh-huh. like it's crazy um so you know that's really it i i actually did start i'm trying to catch up on more i've got a lot from the um shout factory sale we mentioned and a few other ones coming up but um Hopefully we'll be able to talk about it soon, but I definitely want to hear what else uh, Victor's been uh, checking out. Yeah. Have I been checking out things? Have you? I don't know. He was checking out my ass. (laughs) That's right. That's my laugh today. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. You know, but in that one, it started coming out like I just saw the clip today and I actually didn't believe it at first. But I saw that um, Bill Cosby out of his trial. He actually oh, did the I hey, know. hey, oh, hey. Oh, yeah, he did. Outside of his. Bad Albert. Wait, went out to the mist. Yeah. Went out to the media. I was like, like, no fucking hey, way did hey, he do it. Hey, and he did it. I locked a roofie some of a J. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm just God. kidding. That was terrible. But, um, oh, no. Terrible. Oh, just close it all down. So how was the special edition of Leonard Part 6? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Shout Factory sales. Ghost Dad. <laughs> there you go. Uh, have, I don't know. Um, all Bill Cosby episode. So I went to go see um, The Bad Batch. Yeah, okay. The new movie from uh, Anna Lily Amarpour. Right, right. Director of A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. A movie I love. Great movie. Great yeah. film. So my, my, you know, and our good buddy Adam had posted a review of this movie up on a cult following where he like laid into it. I, I, I'm kind of ha- going to have to go like the other way on it. Okay. So, but like, not like enthusiastic thumbs up, but like, it, you know, it's an interesting movie. Okay. Um, I like that it does the whole, um, Buckaroo Bonsai, um, Big Trouble in Little China, Repo Man kind of thing where it throws you into this like universe right from the get go where like stuff is just off. Right. You're supposed to just kind of roll with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and the, the main gist of the uh, movie is there's this girl named um, Arlen. It's played by uh, Suki Waterhouse. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know her from anything else. Yeah, the previews say introducing her, but it yeah. also... She's in other movies, apparently. Oh, I know why that sounds so familiar. What? Because, um... It's so close to Stackhouse. Because it's so close to Sookie <laughs> oh, yeah. Stackhouse. Sookie. That's exactly that it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, apparently she's being booted out of America or something into, uh-huh. uh... Like, a it's kind of a cross between, like, the Cursed Earth or, you know, the, the Mad Max Badlands or whatnot. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, people who live out there are, like, uh, either cannibals or they live in this uh, kind of, like, weird utopia, like, like, Burning Man utopia called Comfort. Okay. Yeah. And along the way, she, like, you know, runs well, into light on the details i haven't seen it she runs into all sorts of people 
Um, I will say this movie has a really eccentric soundtrack that I really liked. The trailer had fantastic music to it. Is it anything like along that line? It's like like the score is is interesting, but I mean I'm more like lines of like the songs that are used in the movie, right. like the very first song you hear after like uh this early like kind of chase scene uh-huh. is um Ace all of that she Ace? wants. By yeah, Ace I was of just gonna Ace. say I heard... it's got Ace of Base in it. Yeah. Well, I was just oh noticing, actually, I just got the notification from Death Waltz that they're going to release the soundtrack, and uh, it's Ace of Base, Culture Club, yes. Black Light nice. Smoke, Dark Side, but um, very interesting, actually. Oh, it's, I, it's really is um, Yeah, it's actually, this uh, is going to come with a signed handbill from her. Oh, and it's got acid that yeah, comes with it's it, got too. a blotter tab, yeah. Which oh. plays Fantastic. into the movie. Yeah. Awesome. Very but, cool stuff. yeah, it, it's like, it's... It doesn't really have much of a narrative. It's kind of like uh, the way I kind of was thinking when I watched it is kind of like um, a cross between like it wants to be El Topo sort of. Yeah. But it's it comes across more like American Honey. No, oh, I love that movie. So, so if you like speaking my language. Yes. If you like American Honey by way of like. You know, an Alex Cox '80s movie like sure. Straight to Hell or Repo Man. It's a lot like Straight to Hell, but okay. it's like there's not really much of a narrative. Like things happen. Um, I will say, like at first, I was getting a very strong Neon Demon vibe, which I was like, oh no. <laughs> but then it course corrected. Right. You know, I think Jason Momoa is very good. There's a there's a very uh pivotal role played by a major movie star who's not really uh being advertised as being in it okay and once you realize who it is you're gonna be like what the fuck that's awesome it's not even <laughs> obvious once he's on the screen who sir anthony is. hopkins no <laughs> and keanu reeves is in it and he's got a weird role but he's pretty good i think the only person in it who's kind of like giovanni ravisi's kind of wasted right i i'll have to throw this in though like I saw this at the uh, Alamo Draft House, mm-hmm. and they had a Q and A, right, with um Anna Lily and um. Is this one Sookie. where she shit talked Mad Max? Uh, no, Road? I think that was like some kind of an interview. With yeah, that was in Br- yeah, yeah. I read that one. Um, and uh, Greg McLennan, who I guess is the creative manager for the Draft House out in Houston or wherever the hell they were doing it, was interviewing the both of them. She was very, you know, they've been drinking all day. So they were both really drunk. And he came off a super bro douchebag. Just asking terrible questions. Drinking while he was interviewing them. Like that. Professional. It was super unprofessional. As soon as he started drinking while he, like he wasn't even really listening. He kept asking like stupid questions. Like, uh, so how was Keanu Reeves? Like, how did you meet him? Was that a dream come true for you? And he kept doing the thing where, like, he'd ask a question, then answer it, and just kind of want, like, well, you know, this movie's clearly influenced by blah, blah, and blah. Right. I mean, you agree with that, right? Feeding the answers that they want. Yeah. No, no, like, really he had he an wants. opinion, yeah. and then he, she kind of just was, like... He's interviewing himself, basically. Yes. Yeah. And it was super obnoxious. Yeah, I'm that's like, terrible, man. Yeah. I, I, all I kept thinking was, like, how the fuck did they decide to let this guy do the um, interview? Because it just came off terrible, and that, that was geared as part of what you were paying for was this live stream and q a and i was just like please stop talking yeah 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 you know 
I am super excited to see that movie. I mean, just stylistically, I mean, just the the I mean the 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 scene in uh, Girl Walks Home Alone where she puts on the record and it's that song, mm-hmm. you know, that that death song, um, and it's just so good. And she just seems to have a real handle for creating a vibe so just everything i've seen from the trailer that just looks absolutely fascinating so yeah i'm definitely gonna i'm gonna check that one i'm gonna try and fit that one in sometime this weekend it's gonna be a busy weekend we've got mm-hmm. uh we've got fifth element happening on saturday that's gonna be fun and then uh, i am gonna go see uh at uh film bar i don't go see movies a lot at film bar but they are doing face off this weekend oh god so i'm I totally mean... <laughs> gonna see face off man um definitely doing it because i have a friend and she wants to go see face off you yeah know? she's like we have to see face off at film bar and drink beers i'm like okay okay sold i freaking love face off so i'll definitely do it and any any chance to see caster pollux or or caster troy and pollux troy yeah i'm um, caster troy <laughs> <laughs> That just seems like such the random movie to do a screening of. Oh, isn't it the twentieth anniversary? But it's also right? the twentieth anniversary of Con Air. Like, oh, true. now that's that, the double feature. That was a good I, yeah. year for Nicholas Cage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the movie, movie to do the screening well, of. Well, yeah, and he had The Rock cool, not long awesome. before, so he had a he had a pretty good run there. Face Off is a classic. Yeah, it's a classic, and so is Con Air. Yeah, and I will hear nothing different about it. Damn it, those movies are amazing. <laughs> Love Bad it. Batch is playing at the, but it's also playing at the Valley Art. Um, is it? Is it out? It's out now. It comes out on Friday. Uh, okay, I'm awesome. probably gonna go check it at the Valley Art. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I loved a girl who walks home alone at night. Oh, I just so thought that was good. such Amazing. a beautiful film. Yeah, so perfect. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, it's one of those. Um, Can't beat a vampire on a skateboard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Seriously. Well, you just. I mean, you really. The kind of backstory and aura they created for that movie, the whole Iranian and Bakersfield yeah. kind of thing, yeah. is just so yeah. interesting to me. And it felt alien. It felt know? yeah, very alien yeah. and very, um, not antiquated, but antique. Yeah. Like there are several scenes that look like golden era Hollywood, and I just thought they a fantastic job, perfect score, great acting, and another one where like I said one of the most tired genres mm-hmm. i i personally i love vampires and vampire films but there's so few good ones and yeah. it's just because it, it uh you know werewolves too uh any any of the universal monster obviously the dark universe there's no hopes and i have to keep oh, looking boy. out for um <laughs> in case you missed that our, our mummy episode yeah. which we didn't intend to be the mummy episode <laughs> right. is up and you can check that yeah, one out definitely. but um yeah, that's cool anything else man no that's pretty much it i cool. will say I'm, i am tired of werewolf movies where the person just turns into a large dog yeah right, right. yes yeah i want a classic howling werewolf i want the howling american werewolf um i i'd even take some honestly at this point like like a wolfen kind of movie where it's yeah. not necessarily yeah. a skinwalker skinwalkers you know i feel bad because i think that movie had some potential um you know rest in peace jim isaacs he kind of had a bad run because all he really had was jason x that and he had a movie called pig hunt which is kind of like his tribute to oh, Razorback. Oh, the movie that took 90 years to come, come out. out. Yeah. Jeez. I actually remember seeing him at Weekend of Horrors in like 2008 or something. And and then like Fangoria Fright Fest imprint finally released it. And it's not a bad film either. It's just 
you know, it was one of those ones where, um, you know, those films, I mean, like werewolves are like one of my top, like I actually kind of like the whole, um, shapeshifter thing. I've always had a fear of, especially like, transformation to me is still like frightening. And what I loved about like American Wolf is like, it shows how actually painful it would be instead oh, yeah. of being like, boom, I, I'm this thing now. It's kind of like, um, so good, almost man. like, uh, what do you call it? Like, I always hate that with superhero movies, like Incredible Hulk. Like, that would have to be one of the most painful yeah. things to yeah. go through, like, physically. Um, I always like that idea, but I, I think werewolves are, like, t- can be terrifying. And I really have enjoyed, like, Vampire, like, Blade 2, um, and Big Budget, 30 Days a Night, I think. Mm-hmm. And Girl Who Walks Home Alone at Night, and maybe, like, one or two other smaller films I've seen. I remember Midnight Sun, that was really good. That was like an indie feature I saw years ago. But overall, there's just not a lot of good vampire movies, werewolves. Yeah. I don't I don't think, I think the Frankenstein's monster thing well, is kind of done. what we do in Shadows, man. Oh, so and then, yes. Yeah, so, so but again, doing a completely different totally, spin to totally. make it work. That could be a whole other show. I am, <laughs> I, the uh, swearwolves thing, I have a lot of hope in too. So yeah, it's going to totally, be good. Totally. I have one thing I want to plug. I know we're running long, but I want to. Uh, Victor and I are going to be hitting the AZ Toy Con this weekend on Saturday. Oh, nice. Check that out on Facebook. Is this Icon? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to go to that on fr- it's Saturday. It's at the uh, Glendale Civic Center. It's like 10 bucks to get in. You should definitely check it out if you're a collector. Uh, look them up on Facebook or your interwebs on Google's. Damn, Facebook. I wish I got paid this week. Car. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, man. I got you covered. I'm gonna get you that Jonah Hex figure. <laughs> oh, Don't worry, you're all set, man. We're gonna, we're all gonna get you that. I'm making, yeah, Just make Megan sure Fox. I missed it down so it's moist. Yeah, first. there you go. We'll do. <laughs> I screwed up and got him a Megan Kelly action figure instead. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap! Uh-oh. It had uh, blood coming out of her eyes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Come on, you can't tee it up. Like I that. actually did, was at Zia Thunderbird <laughs> a few weeks ago, and for uh, me, it was a month or two ago. I really can't remember because I've been there in a while, but. uh Somebody turned in their entire adult superstars collection. Oh, like was a whole oh, rack. Wow. Emphasis on rack, obviously. Oh my God. Of figures. And I'm like Wow. Yes. I don't even Tell I, me you didn't I, get it. I really hope someone wiped these down, oh. please. Because they were all mint and card and then there were some loose ones. But uh, yeah. You don't want to touch the loose. <laughs> emphasis on loose. <laughs> and emphasis uh. on loose, yes. Oh my god! Were they pricing them at the eBay price? Actually, no. We were actually, you know, what was it? It was a few months ago because my uh, my lovely Christian rock grindcore band, Vaginal <laughs> Backwash. We were actually playing our third show and opening for in, Tomato in five years. Actually, no. We were opening for the Grindmother, who's a sixty-eight-year-old grandmother oh, who I sings heard about grindcore. That. Yes, and it was one of the funniest shows. Even though I sang with tonsillitis and was coughing up blood it was still amazing and we were actually gonna give give one away as a um as a prize and i'm like because it was reasonable i think it was only like 10 or 15 bucks it definitely wasn't ebay but um yeah it's funny when victor um jasper's talking about big bad toy store who i have purchased from and had good experiences but there used to be a company it was they were called they were called Puzzle Zoo for a while, but it oh, was, I remember that. Yeah, and um, that's actually where I bought all my um, soda toys figures that I have like ten of. 
because they were selling for like three dollars each. Wow. And they had like soda all toys. soda toys, S O T A, not S O D A, <laughs> that refreshing toy line. Um, but they did have um, all the adult superstars, and I was like, do I want an Asia Carrera figure? I think I'm going to be all right. Um, yeah, I'm I'm good. I, I have a Joanna Angel signed copy of Repenetrator, and that's the yes. only porn-related um, right. uh, thing I probably need in my life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, when you have that, you pretty much have it all. It's I a, do, actually, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes, that's true. Savannah or nothing. <laughs> here, here we go. This is going to have to be the uh, podcast after dark episode. Where, <laughs> I know, right? If, so, yeah. if yeah. we keep going for too long. But, it's uh, like the Skinamax of podcasts. That's true. Right. That's true. But um, anything else here for this one? I know we're running low on time. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah, this one ended up being uh, it was a good catch-up episode. This, yeah, this episode know. is catch-up, and, and it really transformed. Catch-up. Oh, like, like, get it? Catch-up? Catch-up. Like <laughs> Mama tomato. <laughs> that was a grandmother joke. Yeah. Grandmother jokes. It's <laughs> a good one. But, yeah, on that note, yeah, if you are in town, check us out for... Um, for our lovely screening of the Fifth Element, celebrating twenty years, I think we have and, about thirty tickets left. And if so. you happen to be listening to this next week, I'm sorry you, you missed, missed it, it, and I hope you didn't miss it. Yes, so plug Conan as well. I'm wearing for, uh, my Lulu suit on Saturday. <laughs> Woohoo! Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> yes, Conan the Barbarian. July fifteenth. Tickets available now at All Valley Zia and uh, online retailers. Um, we might have some tickets open up for our Jaws pool party next Friday, which will be a lot of fun. Last year's was pretty awesome. Uh, so check us out at cultclassicsaz.com and we'll have more reviews up at cultfollowing.co. But until next time, uh, it has been a pleasure serving you orally. <laughs> after Ooh. dark. I had to go with that adult superstars after dark. I'm so. trying to do like saxophone, and it just kind of came out. Like... I'll tell you what: if I find one at Icon at a reasonable price, we'll do it as a cult following giveaway. I promise. <laughs> yes. yes. Or you might get a, and the runner-up gets Megan Fox. Right. Yeah, please, please. The real Megan Fox, because she's out of work right now. <laughs> That's one. true. Yeah, exactly. Until the next. Sorry. Until I can get her uh, SDCC exclusive Britney Spears TMNT figure, then uh, yeah, we'll see. Yes. So before we get you out of hand, I'm Victor Marino along with Joshua T. Ruth. Post-apocalyptic Joshua T. Ruth. Yes. Kirby Nelson. <laughs> Jasperino. I saw the sign. <laughs> hey, remember, until next time, I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> we are all Optimus Prime. Live. <laughs> <laughs>